Hello, listeners. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Charles Lazarus, who is one of the founders of Rose Hill, which has three specific different business channels. Rose Hill itself, which is a corporate science and research center, or Pacotheri, it's a premium cultivator and supplier of psilocybin products, biomaster research partners and brands. Patu, which is a consumer brand, which was launched in 2018. And One Retreats, which is an experiential psilocybin retreat launched in June 2023. Mark your calendars. The next retreat is October 21st, 2023. It's a fall full moon. And the link to that information is actually in the show notes. From musician to the largest legal psilocybin producer and first legal exporter of psilocybin on the planet, as well as the largest legal psilocybin CPG producer in the world, Charles has truly figured out how to live for himself. This episode is filled with some life lessons within life's stories, and see if you can catch them. Now let's get to it. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome to the Live for Yourself Revolution, where our mission is to highlight stories of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are truly living for themselves. I'm your host, Dr. Benjamin Ritter, leadership and career coach focused on guiding you toward a career and life you can love. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Charles, thank you so much for joining us today. I know we're going to talk about what you do, but I'd love to start off with learning a little bit more about what is something right now that you really love working on? Is it a project? Is it something in your personal life? Maybe it's something with friends or family. Maybe it is work. When I ask you, like, what do you love? What comes up for you? You know, that's a very interesting question. And um, I'm happy to say that I have things I could I could I could choose from, but the number one thing right now I'm sitting in it, <clears throat> which is my um, I have a very old house that I grew up in, and um, you know it's a magical magical childhood experience in this home, and it's very old. It was built in 1723, and. Um, in my years as a musician, I kind of let it fall apart a bit, you know, like it's old, you got to care for it. And I really took my eyes off of it. And, um, it, it, you know, all of the 300 years kind of sped up on it and things were falling apart. Anyway, now I'm, I've been restoring it for the last year. And it's like, imagine a piece of furniture that you live inside. It's a wooden house. It's older than um, it's older than concrete, so it's um, wattle and dab is what it's made of, and um, yeah, it's just on a really big property, which um, we also grow the mushrooms on, which is awesome, and uh, yeah, working on the house has been my um, my recent passion, getting it just right. When did that start? And by the way, a 300-year-old home, oh my, I can imagine the history and the stories and the walls when you walk by them. I don't know. Like yeah, memories are stored. I don't even know if you want to know all of them. <laughs> this, this one's going to be going all the way back into, um, into you know, colonial times too. But 
it's got it's, it has a really great energy um you know in those really olden days they used to build things that, you know they didn't have to build it like on this piece of land that they bought that's this plot that's inside of this development you know you know you had a large piece of plot of land and you could choose anywhere on that piece of land to build a home right so i have noticed in my 40 odd years of living here or being here or being connected to this place that um you know when storms come hurricanes and whatnot it's like they blow over the house because of where it's situated on the on the other side of a hill you know um but most notably like the energy of the actual place and i'm not sure if that comes from the 300 years or if it also comes from the uh geographical location it's like when you drive around jamaica sometimes you'll see a church on a hill somewhere the most inconvenient placement <laughs> to get to this church on the edge of this hill and you wonder why did they why did they put that church right there of all the places they could have put it it's the most inconvenient place and uh now i'm convinced it's it has to do with some geo um, geographical star alignment or something energetic power centers well rose hill which is my home is you know it's one of those places where i feel as if the veil between dimensions is a little thin here so even when you journey here i mean i i don't even really think any and anyone should just come here and make the veil get too thin with them because you know you can get a little bit lost i also feel that when i'm here um i'm i'm in my you know my place where i can breathe and then when I go out into the world, it's like I'm holding my breath and I can do it for a really long time. You know, a year, years at a time maybe, but I'm slowly diminishing. And then when I come home, I recharge, like a, almost like a battery pack. I mean, surely one day you'll come and you'll come and see it. I'm setting it up now that I can have um, guests visit and be able to entertain them and, you know, once you get here, you know, really want to leave again. I mean, even though it's, I mean, I'm looking at Runway Bay now, the sea is 10, 10 minutes away on a bicycle. So it's not that far up. It's just, it goes, well, it is up on a hill, but it's not far away from the coast. Actually, my next question, you know, when is that invitation coming? <laughs> yeah, it's coming soon, man. I, I yeah. think I'm going to be finished, like fully complete here by... Mm, Definitely before the end of the year, because it's been a big renovation. It's the house as well, but also Rose, you know, the, the company's Rose Hill Apothecary, Rose Hill Health and Wellness. It's Rose Hill Apothecary in Jamaica and Rose Hill Health and Wellness um, globally, right? But the, the cultivation site for our mushrooms for Patu is also here. And it sits on 235 acres. I mean, the... The land is 235 acres. The cultivation is in a building. So not, they're not, it's not really related. But the, what makes the land interesting is that it's been left pretty much virgin for a very long time. So when you walk it, you're constantly finding different species of mushrooms or some fungi of all sorts. So, you know, I want to be able to invite my mycologist friends to come and just go wild harvesting when we're here on finding new things and walking trails and it's coming up it's coming up soon promise are the retreats close by there too 
You know, um, not really. Yes and no. I mean, they're all they were hour and a half away by car, which is not that far. But in Jamaica, that's far. <laughs> in Jamaica, that's far. So, uh, but I mean, there right now the retreats. We have our second one coming up in October. The first one was on the solstice in June. So it's just that period, you know, okay, I'm going to be away and I'm going to go down to Negril for this time. Um, I think we have two back-to-back in October, which means that uh, my business partner, Kevin, who, you know, he spearheads that side of things. He's probably going to be on the west coast of the island for the whole month, I'm sure. I'll pop in and pop out because I still have mushrooms to grow. Yeah, so you've created this this home or went back to your home and are improving your home. And it sounds like the environment around you, it, it fills you up. And one of the ways that I work with clients is crafting an environment around themselves that is aligned with who they are, that energizes them, that really brings them into themselves, um, almost like they accept the energy that they have and they they don't accept drain dr- things that drain their energy around them. It, found, it sounds like you built them with this home and this business that fills you up. And I was, I was just curious how this started. Like, mm. what, what, who were you before Rose Hill? And maybe you were receiving that energy from something else. Maybe not. I, I just love to hear a little bit more of your story. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, like I said, I, I grew up here, and then in um, in my twenties, like the late twenties, I myself and five of my good friends from school growing up, we um, we had a band called Roots Underground. It's still um, Roots Underground is still a band, and we you know chose the path of being musicians, professional musicians, or rather, uh, it chose us. And, uh, you know, Roots Rock Reggae, you know, we went, we did a lot of things. I want I, something crazy, like 50 countries we toured in 15 years. Um, the last tour was um, 2019 summer. We did like uh, Ethiopia, France, Germany, Belgium. I can't remember. We would be, we used to do Europe a lot because reggae, right? I love reggae over there. And that was very, very rewarding because you, you know, the music was, is very conscious. Um, positivity, you know, everywhere you go, people love you. That's why they invited you there. The promoter loves you. The people love you, you know. Um, and then you get a lot of positive energy back from the, from the fans. And it makes it that, okay, uh, I have this purpose and this is what God wants me to do. And... I'm out here doing it, and this is going to be our mission together. And we did that. And we went through all of the things that a family of musicians go through. You know, we, we had our marriages, our divorces, our children, <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Um, uh, we're all still a big um, family today. But 2019, by the time 2019 came, um, the challenges of music was beginning to tell on us, you know, being away from our loved ones a lot, you know, and missing birthdays. And, you know, they say that a rolling stone gathers no mass and it's made out to be very, um, to sound cool, but, but mass is really 
a, a nice garden. You know, a moss is the stability of a home. And when you're a musician constantly moving, it's really hard to cultivate that. So in that whole journey, uh, you know, we were taking, you know, I mean, I probably ate mushrooms for the first time when I was a you know, teenager. I'm not going to say when, because <laughs> influenced kids, right? <laughs> whereas, whereas I was pretty young. And I had that relationship throughout where I would, you know, have mushrooms every once in a while. We would go wild harvesting and we would have mushrooms in the grill, you know. Um, the farm I grew up on as well, we had cows and we would have the um, Canelo cyanescens and some cubensis that from the land that would grow here. Uh, anyway, I love mushrooms. And in touring, came across other mushrooms. And for the first time, you know, it dawned on me, you know, the, the, the reality hit that <laughs> there were, you know, cultivated mushrooms of many, many different uh, types. And they had different personalities to them. And I, I only really knew our mushrooms. So anyway, uh, somewhere around 2012, 2011, a friend of mine gives me some mushrooms and it was really amazing. We were at um, Burning Man, which is pretty cliche, but that's where we were. And I wanted to have them back in Jamaica. So uh, I didn't want to fly with them. I'm a musician, right? I can't jeopardize my work permits to fly anywhere. That would be horrible. So we um, started growing them in Jamaica, really small amounts. And, you know, it doesn't take much. So you always have excess when you do a grow, no matter how small, really. And then that started going to people. We put them in capsules, not because we were microdosing, but because they taste like mushrooms, which is not always present to most people. Um, so they weren't microdoses. They were like a third of a gram in a capsule. And uh, they caught on. I, mushrooms are legal in Jamaica, so it's not really a big deal. I don't think it, we, people really knew that then, but mushrooms are legal here. So yeah, that caught on. And then in 2019, when when um, after the tour, we came back home and COVID took place and everybody was on lockdown for quite some time. In that period, I was in Jamaica. I wasn't in the States at that time. I was here, I got, you know, in Jamaica, stuck in Jamaica. Everything was closed down. And I started looking at all the things that we were doing and what, what more we could do. And at that point, we had been growing more and more and more mushrooms throughout the years. And um, I decided to just go big, you know, go large and make an actual brand of, um, of what we were doing. And then Kevin and I, that's when we launched Patu. So uh, we don't, I don't tour anymore. COVID came and, you know, broke the momentum. And to be able to, as a 40 audio, get back out there and start hitting the pavement again is very challenging um, to everyone, loved ones, friends, family, everybody. So um, still play music. In fact, my, my lead singer is on tour right now in Europe with some of the, the, uh, the Rasta elders for Inner the Yard All-Stars. And he's doing that, which fills him up. Um, but now I kind of take that, um, that fulfillment of life out of this new mission, which is helping people, not just in that musical way, but in this mental health, spiritual alignment way, which, um, which has been a really great transition, you know, and, and, and very, uh, very God blessed, you know, it wasn't, 
when we started, it wasn't as if we started and said, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to make our bag of money. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was, we just really love mushrooms and our friends love them. And there, there was no one else really. And then um, we, because we were already growing, we were in position when the, the big buzz came for mushrooms and companies were coming to Jamaica looking for supply um, for shipment to Canada. And which allowed us to do uh, um, to do the uh, the very first uh, export out of the island, which was twenty twenty one February, I think. Yes, twenty. Um, yeah, it was February twenty twenty one. So it's just been like one thing compounding after another since that time. And yes, it's very fulfilling. And um, I do get to do it at my home. And it comes right at a time in life when I don't want to be moving around quite as much. And I just want to focus on one thing, which is, which is this. It's incredible what you've built in such a short amount of time. And Patu, basically an incredible consumer brand on the you know, leading innovation, like on a leading innovative edge of consumer brands, your retreats. And then also just the different strains of mushrooms. How did you go from touring musician to a business owner now with like multiple product offerings? Uh, and I'm just so curious, what was the learning curve like? How did the adjustment to your life? What was that like? I know it's a pretty big question, but just start off wherever your mind leads you. I think COVID, man, like I know COVID was very challenging for a lot of people. And for those people, I am deeply sorry. Sympathetic is a better word. But um, it was magical for me. You know, I, it forced me to be back at, it forced me to be back at home. It wasn't my fault. You know, it's not like I turned to everyone and said, everyone, um, I want to be home and I don't want to participate anymore. You know, it, it, everyone had to not participate anymore. And, um, and I also felt with music, um, you know, I, I, you don't really choose to be a musician. You know, you are, you just are a musician. And we had achieved really great things, but we were definitely on that hamster wheel, you know? So, um, being able to step off and then just kind of go with the flow and be in that bubble of COVID and focus on something else for a time. Uh, I think that was a catalyst really. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we've been growing mushrooms all along and, um, you know, supplying retreats, you know, the retreats are popping up more and more and more. And, you know, if you're in mushrooms and you know all of the other people in mushrooms, so if they're, um, you know, you can then start giving them your medicine and then getting feedback from them. And then it creates this big network of sharing of information. And it's just highly, highly interesting, really. That was a, com uh, a complex question. Give me, give yeah. me the second part of it. No, yeah. And we'll, we'll build from it. Were, were there any whispers that this is where you wanted to go, where you should be going other than COVID happened? And I imagine there was a, a forced stop in what you were doing. Um, 
I mean, not beyond just the recruiting of the mushroom to do its work, I guess. You know, uh, feeling really, feeling really that ineffable, profound feeling of the experience, the psychedelic experience, and wanting to be able to offer that to more people to share that that um, special feeling. I think that really, that really jump started it, and then what kept us there i imagine would have been the that the demand for medicine that worked because by the time covid comes along you know you've got you know people are you know people are living their super fast sped up lives and you tell everybody okay you got to go indoors and shut yourself in and i think that was a really challenging psychological mental thing for a lot of people so coming out of that from that time the amount of people that are now uh, interested in working on aspects of their past their trauma their mind um i mean it's exponential right so it, it, it literally mushroomed i mean people in their 60s and 70s who were very rigid about things like um, psychedelics as in 60 and 70 years old you know super rigid you know uh, they are the ones that made that came at first that wave of you know those people came that demographic and they wanted something that worked that wasn't a pharmaceutical tablet you know and it started working for them and then friends told friends told friends told friends it kept us very busy just trying to keep up and I mean, you mentioned the learning curve before. It was very challenging to go from growing a couple of pounds of mushrooms to having to grow kilos and kilos and kilos of mushrooms. Um, and, but just like, you know, whenever a problem comes up, you look at the problem and, it, and most of the problems we had were good problems to have. So like, all right, well, I did this wrong. I need to do change what I'm doing so that I will have this later down. Um, and that's how we approached it. And whenever you needed help, there's a whole world of people that are are eager to help when it comes to um, mycology. You know, I'm just admitting that when you don't know something, you just try go. You know, find someone who does and listen, and you know, keep trying, and then it will make sense because you you've you know you've um <laughs> you have that um um failure the failures to learn from so yeah it was it was um it was a thing i mean even now i'm obviously still learning but now what i do is i just constantly surround myself with people that are much more knowledgeable than i am and then the things that spill from their table are a feast to me so that's how i've been approaching it or on reaching out you know when i don't know what i'm doing or i'm in over my head reaching out and finding a way to compensate people that can come in and get get us aligned or on the path or to scale up or or whatever yeah because there's a lot of people out there that have ideas but the action towards those ideas it's like this huge gap between where they are and where they want to go and their fear or their lack of knowledge 
just in general, their disbelief that something else can can become, can happen, can grow, and that they can be the ones at the forefront of it holds them back. And it just sounds like you completely transitioned and built such an incredible business and multiple business lines. And people might look at you and say, how? Like, how did you come up with the consumer brand? How did you come up with the process and operations and structure of your retreats? And the fact that you mentioned surrounding yourself with people and not being afraid to ask questions and look for help and that people want to help is something that people don't actually believe and don't actually know. And I love that you said that and highlighted that. Mm. Um, how did you find those people? I mean, I'm, I did a lot of traveling, <laughs> but um, I also grew up with really amazing people in Jamaica and maximum respect and highest credit to my business partner, Kevin Burke. Kevin is, uh, you know, coming from a band where we all have to have this perfect flow state together. Kevin is um, a, a really, really a perfect uh, match for me in, um, in this space and this business because he's excellent at the things that I am not necessarily great at. And we were really good at, we're good at disagreeing and respecting one another's opinion and trying to find the lowest common denominator that would make everyone happy. Um, having had really big decisions to make and um, being at peace with each one, you know, getting to that decision on their own or, or, or everyone's own process. So uh, Kevin's been instrumental, you know, when it comes to Patu, I cannot, I can take credit for the formulation of the, of the, of the product and the feeling and the, but the face is Kevin, you know, he just is, uh, is brilliant at um, putting a uh, personality to a product and, and he's loving it, right? He's a marketer and he's had to market all these other things in life, but this is like a passionate one for him. Um, and then he himself went through a transformative process with, um, with, with the medicine, sitting with medicine, various medicines and, um, so when it comes to the retreat offering, it's very much his world as well. I mean, I've, I have um, approached the retreat side by working with practitioners and sitters, therapists, whatever the appropriate name is um, now, you know, and, and finding out what I'm doing with the medicine, how I'm growing it, and what that end result yields uh, during the retreats, like, you know, different people want different things. So that's the way I've approached retreats. But Kevin, um, he's the party promoter of the retreat. Like he's the one that's going to make sure that the team is together and everyone's there and that the, that the, the different personalities work well together and intake calls and integration. And he's thoroughly enjoying that at the same time as being that, you know, brand builder. And then Together, what we've done is just baby steps. You know, instead of looking at the moon and being overwhelmed of how you get to the moon, just figuring out li just little tiny baby steps in the direction of the moon. You know, and we're fulfilled. So, 
financially it's not it's not the driving thing it's not like again like we're going well we need to make money and this thing sells so we're going to make create this product and it hasn't really been that way like wherever it maxes out at is perfectly fine that's the organic place that it will go but at the same time um opportunities come i, I think another thing um of note is that when you when you're doing something or you have a product or um, an offering that helps people's lives profoundly, you automatically enlist their support. They want to help. They want to approach it positively. So even when you're doing business in other ways and there's that cutthroat um, approach, it's I don't find that in this in this psychedelic um, community. Yes, there's competition for the, um, at, you know, the store level or something for, you know, product space or, but not really, you know, not really. It's the beginning of this entire world of um, potential, the very, very beginning, you know, a couple of drops in an ocean of opportunities. So there's loads for everyone that's out there. So um, it, I just feel like organically, it's like we, by faith, luck, um, blessings of the creator, whatever, just tapped into a really positive energetic flow. And we've been swept in it like a, like a leaf on a river. And we're just going with it because it feels good and it's positive. And at the same time, we're doing something we love, but we also get to care for our families and our children and people around us. And, and then the feedback from Instagram or the emails that come in and it's just positive all the time. So it feels really good to be a part of that. And you don't doubt that you're on the right trajectory. And um, if you work every day in the service of the most high, he's not going to let you starve. So that's just what we're doing. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm just like, I could just sit here and look, I, I could put you on a meditative track and just end up in like a trance. It sounds <laughs> like there's such a, uh, I don't even know, just like a constant balance. And I'm sure listeners are wondering how that is possible. And maybe that's not the case, but what do you do for yourself to ensure that you stay uh, in this mentality with this focus, especially with running, you know, being a business owner? Um, I don't really think there's any active thing that I have to do. I'm just really grateful for this period, this smooth patch. I'm aware that everything, um, everything comes to an end with some sort of change. And I'm conscious of the fact that right now, it's a really good time. You know, my, there's no one in my family that's sick. You know, we're, we have what we need in the material world. So, you know, we don't need more. We're, we're, we're comfortable in that regard. Um, uh, I have no challenges of the heart right now. You know, so, you know, my relationships are good with all of my friends. Everything is in balance. I don't feel like there's anyone out there that just absolutely despises me. I, that feeling isn't there. 
Um, and I'm just in a smooth patch. And in the mornings, I wake up. And before I open my eyes, I'm very glad to be awake one more day to do whatever you know I'm, I'm supposed to do today and to be able to have the opportunity to um to just have everything smooth and like right now i'm talking to you i'm sitting in my chair i'm a veranda you know jamaica's waking up well jamaica's wide awake right now but some of us are waking up <laughs> um yeah, it's a Monday morning. Yeah, I'm excited for the day, you know. So it, I think it just work. It just works out that way. Again, taking it one step at a time. Also, man, you know, I'm 47. It's not like I haven't known challenging times. There've been many challenging times, you know, personal, family, grief, all of these things. So I'm just really happy that. It's not a challenging time and that's enough. And I know that it's something's going to change because it's life. You know, someone's going to die one day. Someone's going to get sick one day. So, you know, but it's not today or I don't know. I don't know about it yet. So I'm going to feel real good right now instead of like always looking to another time. Not right now is good. So that that's probably what keeps me um, balanced. And there will always be times that are good. This, yeah, 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 sure. As you said, there's the as a leaf kind of in the water flowing with the currents, you make your choices and build the things you want to build and create, but certain things are going to change around you and they're they're going to continue changing. So let's enjoy the moment that we're in. I appreciate you bringing that up and hopefully people listening can take a sense of calm and confidence from the fact that there are good times and you can make decisions based on the things that change in your environment that serve you and who knows you may end up building a whole new business uh listeners indeed what what's next charles you mentioned the moon what what is the moon for you so you know patu is based in jamaica it's illegal in Jamaica, and we are fortunate that we get to have relationships with distributors, stores, health food stores, boutique hotels, um, cannabis dispensaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we even have, um, there are even delivery apps in Jamaica, the way you would have Uber Eats. We have Instacart, and recently there was Hugo, where you just go online, chocolate bar, gets delivered to your house in half an hour to an hour, something like that. So it's really great to be able to operate this way here. However, we are aware that um, Oregon and Colorado and various states um, have changed in, the st in, you know, in the United States have changed their stance and licenses are being offered and et cetera, et cetera. So we are in the process now of looking at Oregon for cultivation, manufacturing and distribution of tattoo um keeping jamaica the spiritual home i mean there, there's an interesting thing about the chocolate bar which you know, um, is our flagship product in that jamaican cacao is extremely high quality i want to say it's i don't want to misquote it but i think it's like the third rated third best um in the world from what i understand well 
um, our chocolate is made by us. You know, we have the um, farmers in the on the east coast of the island, and the, the you know the, the berry is harvested, um, dried, fermented, roasted, and then ground together with our proprietary strain, which um, is kind of like a Jamaican Cubensis hybridized with a bunch of other stuff. And um, we grind it all together and then we make chocolate. It's not chocolate that was bulk chocolate brought, bought from somewhere in Belgium or something melted down and some mushroom chunks were thrown in it. And it's not like that, right? So it's it's a really impressive product. In fact, the, the cacao that's in it, the quality, because you know we're, we can charge a higher price point, we're not selling a chocolate bar, we're selling an experience. So we can, you know, the the, the price point is different and it creates more margin that allows us to select the very, very best cacao because cacao itself is a medicine. And then when the, those two things are combined, I cannot tell you what's going on scientifically or from a neuropharmacological um, level, but I do know it makes people feel really, really good. It's, it's a little bit different to just mushrooms, which I enjoy as well, but I also like um, mushroom chocolate. So we would like to be able to take Jamaican cacao and recreate that product with cultivating or, or genetics stateside in the various markets and then recreating that product there. I mean, we won't be able to literally grind everything together. Maybe not. Um, I'm not sure how that would look. It might be very challenging. But um, we do want to have Jamaican cacao stateside for our flagship chocolate bars. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, right now, when I look at the regulations, it's not really allowing those things, but we are going for licenses and going in the direction of a treatment house in Oregon um, presently. So that's the next thing that we're working on. You know, like when I, when you and I aren't talking anymore, that's what's going to fill up the first half of my days looking at, you know, what the, per the regulations are, permits, going through all, checking boxes, crossing T's and dotting I's, which that part isn't so much fun. <laughs> mm. That part isn't so much fun. But we were talking about team, the team earlier, and I spoke of Kevin. Uh, there's another prong on the on the fork of of success, and that's my other business partner, Dominic Super. And just like I was saying, how you know he. Kevin's good at what I'm not good at. Dominic is great at what neither Kevin or Charles are good at at all. Like without him, <laughs> there's a whole level, like a level of what we hope to achieve that we would not be able to achieve if it was just Charles and Kevin. You know, so together we we have managed to forge that the team that can hopefully go close to the moon or maybe past it. We'll see. Well, I'm putting on my my NASA spacesuit, and mm -hmm. hopefully, I can watch the ride, or join the ride. If our audience wants to support and wants to follow your trip to the moon, how do they learn more about you? Uh, I think the best way. Well, there's our website, um, Tattoo Jamaica. That's the products, TattooJamaica.com, and then um, the retreat is one retreats ja one retreats jamaica.com one 
O-N-E, retreatsjamaica.com. And then, uh, yeah, and then we have our, our, the, more, the corporate side of things, which is probably boring, but it's rosehill.life. And you can hear about like just the, you know, you know, the research that's going to take place and, or is slowly taking place and exports and um, all of the stuff that's exciting to business dudes. Um, you know, we're gonna, we're, we're going to be doing um, lots of research on the strains that we've been growing because as we sell consumer products and get feedback from uh, our customers and as we, work with the various retreats and our own retreats, uh, kind of fine tuning the medicine and different strains and how they work differently. We know what they do. We just don't really know why we're not neuroscientists and we're not um, researchers. So we're forging relationships with people that are much smarter than us and giving them the genetics and giving them the, the anecdotal information on that we've gathered all of this data and trying to find what are the common things in different fruiting bodies that might be responsible for various um, personality differences, you know? So that's interesting, you know? Well, I'll put all those links in the show notes, listeners, make sure you check those out. And Charles, it's been more than a pleasure. I, I feel like I've been on a trip just from our conversation. You like I said, your voice. I, I want to literally plug it into a meditative app. <laughs> I want to thank you, thank you for your time again, and look forward to to hopefully also seeing you in person at some point again soon. Yeah, you're gonna come here, man. You're gonna be one of the one of Rose Hill's first guests. We're gonna like I'm looking on your room right now. We're gonna stick you over there, and you're gonna wake <laughs> up in the morning, and you're gonna go for your run in the back of the property, and then you're you're gonna come back down. You're gonna hang out with Blossom the dog. And we're going to cook you some ackee and sawfish. And then you're going to come and um, shovel manure. <laughs> you're going to come shovel manure for some right. shit. Thank you again, Charles. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much for having me, brother. You've been part of the Live For Yourself revolution. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to share with a friend and spread the good word. Until next time, keep on living for yourself. <laughs>